This is the Tom Bigby Tales, and I'm your host, Shannon Evans. I write about a small town in northeast Mississippi along the Tom Bigby River called Columbus. Today's episode is back on the topic of Nancy Carpenter, and it is titled Playing Favorites. On November 28th of this year, the CVB held its monthly board meeting. Fifteen minutes before the meeting started, lo and behold, a tour bus on its way from Wichita, Kansas to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, pulled into the parking lot and unloaded about 50 people who queued up to see the Tennessee Williams building and to go downtown and do a little shopping. I met the bus driver and asked him what was on their itinerary, hoping the group would visit multiple homes in Columbus at least. They were going to tour the home of Dr. and Mrs. Bogus at Whitehall, where they'd also be served a catered dinner. How lovely. But there's a catch to all this. Why did this bus arrive on the day of a board meeting? And why now are there suddenly buses, another is scheduled in two weeks, to have an identical tour set up, arriving in Columbus after a seven to nine year drought of large buses. Yes, there have been the oddball buses every now and then, but absolutely nothing with consistency. And most of them have been small uh, church groups that hold about 12 to 15 passengers in a van. That's an interesting coincidence that this one showed up the day of an important board meeting, to say the least. Back to the board meeting. At this meeting, it was brought up that no grant monies were paid out So I'm assuming the Rosenzweig Art Center and Director Salem Gibson are still waiting for their promised grant from last year. I also understand the Historic Home Tours group is yet to receive their promised money as well. Well, good grief. What's the holdup now? I'm sure there's another excuse from Carpenter and her team, but we shall see. The Pilgrimage group, the Historic Homes Tour, held their pilgrimage last April and their 501c3 paperwork is in and I can't understand what else they would be looking for. The Arts Council has resubmitted their paperwork multiple times. So now my next question is, is this a working board or what exactly are they? The meeting on the moved on to the board wanting to contract um, the webmaster in order to post the executive committee's job description for the director's position once the board approves them. Finally, they worked on something. Rissa Lawrence asked why the description did not include the sports management elements of Carpenter's job. What sports management? The CVB does not manage any sports or sports fields. They do loan out tents and tables on occasion for tournaments and sporting events, they do provide swag bags with out-of-date coupons to local restaurants, but that's about it. I don't get it. But what happened after the job description was voted in and the measure passed? Carpenter announced that the Sports Hall of Fame committee met in the CBB offices. The Lowndes County Sports Hall of Fame committee was formed by leading coaches and city and county leaders to recognize athletic excellence in the community. They use the CVB's boardroom for their meetings. Carpenter has nothing more to do with the organization except to provide the meeting space and maybe coffee and water. According to the sports committee's board, Carpenter drug a chair up 
and sat in their first two meetings at the table as if she belonged. I have been told by multiple sports board members, Carpenter is not a part of their organization, and if she were, they would leave the organization. And she is only providing the space for them to meet. Well, in the meantime, Carpenter reported at the last meeting of the CVB board on the business of the sports board and how hard they had worked. Sorry, and worked hard to give her board the impression she was part of the sports board. She made multiple we statements, including we decided we are inducting, et cetera, et cetera. It is my firm belief that she will take credit for the hard work the actual members of the sports board have done to get their organization up and running. I know County Board of Supervisor Trip Harston is a member of the sports board. Perhaps someone from the CBB could call Trip and ask what's Carpenter's actual role on that sports board. It's unbelievable how readily Carpenter lies or obfuscates. So, Liz, Worley, Quinn, Jay, anybody? Maybe y'all should call Trip and ask what's up. It also came to light this week that despite spending over $8,000 on repairs for the newly imported double-decker second bus to the CVB that I reported on earlier brought that was bought for the to the tune of $48,000 that the new bus the $48,000 bus is a lemon Carpenter finally had to admit that the bus is not currently serviceable what she failed to say is the first bus is but now it has been allowed to sit exposed to the elements and a door has been vandalized on the older version. In order to use it, this older bus, more money will need to be spent. In order to use the newer bus, more money will need to be spent. Wasteful spending because of neglect seems to be a thing with Carpenter as evidenced by her ignoring and abandoning the Elks building for seven plus years before suddenly needing a space to host arts and antiques this year resulting in tens of thousands of dollars being dumped in the building at the last minute to make it inhabitable for the event, only for it now to be abandoned yet again. So will the Columbus Visitors Bureau now do the same for the buses? Will they now own two rotting, abandoned, double-decker buses? That's our tax dollars. Carpenter is so frivolously flushing down the toilet. Her board needs to send her home now. Put her on administrative leave and find an interim director. Put Frances Glenn in charge. She's been working under Carpenter for many years and knows more about the daily operations of the CVB than probably Carpenter does. For now, I want to circle back to the tours that arrive in town periodically. So let's go back. All tour buses that coordinate with the CVB and the Columbus Cultural Foundation only ever visit one home outside Spring Pilgrimage other than the Tennessee Williams home. That home is White Hall. White Hall is also the site of all catered tourism dinners and dinner parties hosted by the CVB. Don't get me wrong, White Hall is a lovely home and exquisitely appointed for every event. It is the home of Dr. and Mrs. Joseph Bogus. White Hall is a lovely Greek revival home built in 1843 by the wealthy planter James Walton Harris. 
It has always been a favorite spot for gatherings, and the basement was even a local club for soldiers during World War II called the Drop-In Hangar. The Boguses are the second generation of Boguses to live in Whitehall, I do believe. They are the same Boguses working so valiantly to preserve the Monroe Crypt and Friendship Cemetery discussed in a previous episode of the Tom Bigby Tales. But Whitehall is not the only large, lovely antebellum home in Columbus able to host tours and catered meals and meetings. Riverview, White Arches, Hamilton Hall, Rosedale, and a host of other homes could easily accommodate a busload of visitors. So why are no other homes ever given the opportunity? Why does no other homeowner get the opportunity that the Boguses do? Multiple reasons come to mind. First and foremost, they are Carpenter's personal friends. Carpenter is such a good friend. She used her position as a member of the Mississippi Department of Archives and History's Board of Trustees to help the Boguses get a grant from MDAH to fund their passion project, the Monroe Crypt. Additionally, when the two pilgrimage groups voted to leave the umbrella of the CBB due to irregularities and discrepancies in ticket sales and lack of follow-through on marketing, the Boguses were reluctant to leave. However, they did leave, yet remained staunch supporters of Carpenter. In their mind, she can do no wrong as long as she keeps buttering their bread. The Boguses benefit from every event they host, both financially with ticket sales, but also tax credits toward continued preservation of their home, an expensive task. No one begrudges them having opportunities outside pilgrimage to show their home and gain tax credits. However, they should not be the only house offered on tour. Every antebellum homeowner who wishes to be included should be given the opportunity to benefit from the few tour buses and the various planned tourism dinner parties held by the CVB currently at Whitehall. Is the CVB board aware that only the Bogus home is used? Have they ever questioned why all events are hosted there and in no other historic homes in Columbus? I hope one of the other homeowners sends a turgid letter to every member of the CVB board demanding an accounting from Carpenter and requiring a system of some sort to be implemented immediately that spreads the wealth equally among homeowners interested in participating. The days of favoritism and nepotism must be ended at the CVB. Equity and transparency and accountability are crucial to any future success of the CVB and Columbus's future in tourism. Until next time, I'm Shannon Evans, and this is the Tom Bigby Tales.